It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Lockdown Thunder podcast, I am joined by Antonio Daniels, former NBA champion, a top four pick in 1997, to talk all about the NBA draft process, what's changed from now and then, and what the Thunder need to do to rebuild this organization back to its winning ways. All of that and more coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out Lockdown NBA Big Board. But on today's show, we have a very special guest. Antonio Daniels joins us. He's the current color commentator for the New Orleans Pelicans. He, of course, is formerly the pre- and post-game host of Yoakum City Thunder, who you know from broadcasting for this team, going to war for this team. Remember whenever he was here, in the Russell Westbrook era. He's going to talk about his experience as the NBA draft prospect, what we should know about scouting in the NBA, playing in the NBA, the locker room setting, everything about rebuilding a team, plus a very important message for how rebuilds work. So without further ado, let's get Joining us now here on Locked On Thunder is Antonio Daniels, fourth overall pick in the 1997 NBA draft, months before my birthday by the Vancouver Grizzlies, <laughs> 1999 NBA champion. Antonio Daniels, you know, the draft process back then is a little bit different than it is right now, but what was it like for you in those months leading up to the draft to get yourself mm. into position to be a top four pick? Well, the, the position started during the college basketball season, um, and it's different. Obviously, you know, you go back 25 years because back then you weren't looked at as old or, you know, the 60 year old lady in the club. If you stayed and played four years, you know, you weren't viewed that way. You weren't viewed as as um, broken goods. Uh, Today, it's almost like. Four year guys are looked at a little bit different. You know, it's a one and done NBA, a two and done uh, prospect league. Um, I'll never forget that time though. Ryland, I will never forget it. You know, uh, just the, the months leading up to the NBA draft, the actual NBA draft, you spend your entire life dreaming about becoming an NBA basketball player, not just signing the contract, but the whole process, man, I had an opportunity to walk on that stage and shake the hand of David Stern 
And I'll never forget him telling me at that time, welcome to the NBA, Antonio. I'll never forget it. Like it's, you spend your entire life building for that moment and for that life, for that moment to actually play out the way it did. There's certain things that happen in your life that no one can remove from you. And that's one of the many memories. What are some of the challenges that you had to deal with that maybe these current prospects had to have to deal with or don't have to deal with and vice versa? Well, you come in with a, especially if you're a bad team, which a lot of times if you're in the lottery, you know, you're not, you're not coming off of the championship that often, you know, uh, there's a lot of pressure that comes to have an immediate impact. And, and I'll tell you what's always different for me. And, and now I was in that position 25 years ago. So now I can speak to it from an analyst perspective. Now I've never been a fan of the comparisons of the comparisons. So right. if you watch college basketball, you'll say, Oh, you know what? Chet Holmgren, he is like fill in the blank. Jabari Smith is like fill in the good blank. You know, um, Ivy is like fill in the blank. So you know what happens if you don't watch college basketball? When those guys are drafted, that's what you expect. Mm -hmm. You know, that's exactly what you expect. Oh, you know what? I expect Ivy to be like Russell Westbrook. Or I expect Chet Holmgren to be like Dirk Nowitzki or Kevin Durant. You know, so what you start doing, you start putting unfair expectations on a 19-year-old. 19-year-old or one year, two years removed from prom but yet you are putting the expectations on them of becoming the face of an organization. And when they don't deliver, now we call them busts and say, it's a wasted draft pick and they shouldn't have done this and they shouldn't have done that. It is an incredible amount of pressure when you step into this league. I don't care if it was 25 years ago, if it's today or if it's 25 years from now, that's a piece of this that will never change. When you're a draft pick kind of in that top four range where you, you know kind of what your range is, how soon do you know what team's really going to pick you? Or is it just a surprise on draft night like the rest of us? Well, I know for me, I, I was told um, at a particular point in time that I would not make it out of the top five. So basically, when I did my workouts, I worked out for teams in the top 10 that needed a point guard. Right. That was it. And I was told I wouldn't make it out of the top five. So when at the time it was Tim Duncan to the San Antonio Spurs, number one, Keith Van Horn to the New Jersey Nets at the time, Chauncey Billups to the Boston Celtics at the time. And then when Chauncey Billups got drafted, that's when I knew that I was going forth to the Vancouver Grizzlies. So you and have a general idea, but you really don't know until there's a few minutes prior to. I didn't. And then kind of what's that like whenever you're a young player and you go to a team, like you said, not coming off of a championship, not coming off of even relative success when you're picking, you know, in the top five. And I mean, you know, your team won 19 games, your rookie season. What's that transition like from a season that's pretty much all about development whenever your whole career, you've been the man and you've been worried about the win column in high school, worried about the win column in college. And now you're worried about how to get better as a professional. So you just said the word, Ryland. You said the word professional, and I think that gets lost quite often. So when you think of the term professional athlete, what's lost is the professional part. The athlete part is a given. That's what you get paid to do, paid within the four lines. Okay, I get that. What gets lost is the professional part. So when you are a young player and you're drafted to a young team with other young players, who's there to teach you the professional part of it? Right. 
You know what I mean? I think one of the best things for me was being traded from Vancouver to San Antonio because then I had a clear-cut view as to what the professional part of it meant. I was with David Robertson, Avery Johnson, um, Sean Elliott, uh, Mario Ellie, Steve Kerr, Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, Danny Ferry, Felton Spencer. I can go down the line and name all the veterans that I had an opportunity to learn from. But you know what? They had been there. They had done that. So Avery took me to lunch every road trip, every road trip one year, took me to lunch every road trip. So you, you have different guys to soak knowledge from as far as being a professional is concerned. There's, you know, the way this league is structured, Ryder, if you're too young, you don't win. You do right. not win. If you're too old, you don't win. There has to be a mixture of youth, athleticism, um, lack of experience with the complete opposite. Guys that are battle-tested, guys that are experienced, guys that are composed, guys that have been there. There's a balance that goes along with that. And it's tough when you continue to draft young players and put them in a locker room with other young players without that veteran presence in that locker room to balance it out. And, and I think that that's a part that gets maybe understated a bit is how important it is to have kind of veterans whenever you're on a team like the Thunder who are trying to get as young as possible and right. only have a couple guys over the age of 26 right now. But it is important to still have those kind of guys that can instill those habits with you. Uh, but with the Thunder, having the second overall pick comes a lot of smoke screens and reports that are out there right now. The first part of this is just how much are players in the loop around this time of year leading into the draft of what the plans are from the front office? Or is that very from organization to organization. Are you, are you, what players are you referring to? I would just say like, if you're, if you're a Shea Gildas Alexander type, does, do you think that he's kind of in the know of what the plans yes. are come draft day? I, I would think so. Because, you know, everybody's not privileged to that information. But when you are the guy, when you are the Batman on a particular roster, I know many organizations, I don't know many organizations that don't involve that guy. In the thought process, it doesn't mean like they're going to SGA like, listen, who do you want us to draft? Who do you want us to trade for? No, but you know what? He's earned the right. You gave him a max contract. He's earned the right to be let in places where everybody else isn't. The NBA is not equal opportunity. It's not equal opportunity offense and it's not equal opportunity opportunity. Never has been. So, yes, I do believe that they will talk to Shea Gilders Alexander and talk about the future of the organization. Okay, this is what we're thinking. This is where we're heading. This is who we're thinking about drafting. Now, give me your give me your thought process. Tell me what you're thinking. It's always good to have, you know, kind of the back and forth. Let's discuss this. Again, I'm going to listen to what you're saying. It doesn't mean I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to listen. We're going to talk about this because as a really nice young talent, you've earned that right. And then just as any player in the league, how much – do these smoke screens or trade rumors, how much of that gets into your ecosystem? And then do you always just ask a coach or front office if it's true or just kind of let it go and whatever happens, happens? Well, the thing is, what players will tell you is, ah, uh, you know what? Trade right. rumors don't bother me. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because when you are in the midst of trade rumors, the thing that doesn't get factored in is ego. Basically, you're taking that as, as somebody is trying to trade you away. And on the other side, there's also a team that wants you. You know what I mean? Right. Being traded is, 
different, I should say, especially when you're traded throughout the course of an NBA season. That happened to me one time when you, it's, it's tough to kind of relocate everything in 48 hours, get everything packed up. Um, you have kids that are in school that you have to move out. So you have to completely reestablish your life in a different city. But it, it's different. Being involved in trade talks is different. As much as guys tell you, as much as guys will tell you, oh, you know what? It doesn't bother me. I don't think there's a bigger lie that's told in today's NBA. It bothers you, guys. Oh, for sure. And, and like you said, it's kind of glass half full, half empty. On one hand, you're getting traded, and you're like, well, what does that guy have that I don't have? Why are you giving me away? But the other team also covets you highly, of course. Now, you have, of course, been familiar with Oklahoma City and their organization. How do you view this rebuild so far? I mean, let's let's face it. is on that five-year max contract, and these players don't don't typically stay around OKC after their you know nine-year rookie scale window. Uh, so you really got five for sure years that you can build around Shea. And you know you have the number two number two overall pick in this year's draft class. How do you view what Sam Presti is doing right now and where this thing is heading? Well, the thing you have to look at is the talent that's there, the opportunity to develop that talent, and what's coming. I, I tell you, the one thing I would never doubt about Sam Presti, though, that's his ability to draft. He drafted three MVPs. He drafted Steven Adams. It doesn't mean that he's going to hit a home run every time, but he's done a very, very good job of drafting to this point. Josh Giddy, great pickup. Huge fan of Josh Giddy. Him and Shea Gilders Alexander make an a awesome backcourt because their skill sets complement each other very well. Here's the thing. Rebuild means rebuild. It's not retooling. What OKC Thunder fans are accustomed to is winning. You know, similar to, well, I'm, I'm here in San Antonio. San Antonio Spurs had 20 years of sustained success. But you, when you have that amount of talent, it can make you spoiled. It can spoil you. Will you expect that every time? Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Steven Adams, those guys are no longer there. So now it's just rebuild time. Rebuild means you tear it down and you start from the bottom up. Starting from the bottom up is not easy and it's not fun. Right now, you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, you have Josh Giddy, and you have the number two overall pick in the NBA draft. That's a great way to start, but it is going to be a process. So Oklahoma City Thunder fans, they have to buckle up and be prepared for the actual rebuild that is to come. Yeah, and that's what kind of gets lost, I think, is by everybody, is that this is only the second draft of the true rebuild of, of a top 10 pick, second time in a row. This is just getting underway in OKC. Right, and, and that's hard, though, because, again, it, it's tough to talk about rebuilding because they're accustomed to retooling. When James Harden left, they retooled, right? When Kevin Durant left, they retooled. And then they brought in Paul George. Then when Russell Westbrook and Paul George left, now it's time to rebuild. Steven Adams leaving. It's time to rebuild. So Thunder fans aren't accustomed to rebuilding. They're accustomed to retooling. There's a drastic difference in the two. But you're right, Ryland. This is only the second year in the rebuilding process. It's going to take patience. And I know fans hate that P word. They hate the P word of patience, mm -hmm. but when you're talking about rebuilding, there's no other way to go about it and approach it. Antonio, thank you for your time. Last question here. It's from somebody who's literally played in the NBA, has been now on the media side of things also. What do we most commonly get wrong as we put on our draft scouting hat and we try to look into all these guys and pick apart their game for the next month? 
what's kind of the, the biggest misconception that fans or media have about players that they kind of overblow when evaluating a player's talent? Here's my thing. I don't know how you can evaluate a player's talent. Think, think about this, Rylan. Do you really know how someone's game is going to translate to the next level? Yeah. If we knew these things, Michael Jordan would have been the number one overall pick, right? Mm -hmm. Steph Curry would have been the number one overall pick. Draymond Green wouldn't have went second round. Manu Ginobili wouldn't have went second round. Tony Parker wouldn't have went late first round. People miss all the time because you have no idea how this particular player's game is going to translate to the next level. When James Harden was at Arizona State, did everybody think that he would be this dude? Russell Westbrook, did you think when he was at UCLA that coming into Oklahoma City that he was going to be this guy? No, because you have no idea. None of us have any idea how someone's game is going to translate. There's been guys in college where they have been talked up to be the next big thing, and it hasn't worked. And there have been guys in college that haven't been discussed and become that next big thing. Right. So I, I just don't really think there's any way to project what's coming except sitting back and allow it to play itself out. AD, thank you for your time. You know, all of us in OKC are always rooting for you. Enjoyed you on the broadcast for so many years. I'm glad you're doing uh, big things in New Orleans now. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you, brother. I love OKC. Love the fans. God bless you guys. Thank you. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your next order. Built Bar sent us these new fantastic flavors called Birthday Cake Puffs, and they taste as though you've dipped your hand into a container of birthday cake icing, but they're good for you. It's a protein bar. It has 16 grams of protein, 150 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. Make sure you go check them out today, Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. They're great pre-workout or post-workout, even as a meal replacement or a snack. You need to check them out today. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. They have so many flavors to choose from, like birthday cake puff, cookies and cream, double chocolate, peanut butter, cherry barcia. The brownie puff bars are incredible as well. Check them out today. Built.com. So there you have it. That was Antonio Daniels talking all about the NBA, what it's like as a player in the locker room, what it's like during the pre-draft process, when players know certain information, what we can expect moving forward with these smoke screens. And he said something very important that I want to get to. Patience. I think a lot of times we're looking for that acceleration button, and I see it in the comments. Oh, drafting this player and that player, that will make the Thunder, instant contenders, and this will all be over soon. But what if it's not? Let's talk about a realistic timeline for this adventurer in the Thunder's organization path, right? they, As he said, they hit the ground running with a young core in 08, uh, and then they you know, kind of built up to their success with that young core pretty quickly after the 08 season. And then they never looked back. They retooled a bit with Russell Westbrook uh, and Paul George. This is the first time that they've truly had to rebuild as part of Oklahoma City. They did their rebuild in Seattle last time. By the time that that franchise got here, it was time to win, right? 08, 08 struggle for sure, but ever since 08, it's been time to go. When will it be time to go again, and how much patience do you award franchises? 
between playoff appearances. We're only in draft number two. But how can draft number two lead to the next great era in Thunder basketball? We're going to talk about that coming up. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But I do want to tell you about good friends over at the Locked On NBA podcast. Folks, I got news for you. The national perspective of, of basketball has never been better with never been better coverage than on the Locked On NBA podcast. From jump ball to playing tournament through the last possession of the finals, our Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Make sure you check it out today on the Locked On NBA podcast. But thank you so much for choosing Locked On Thunder as your first listen. Subscribe for free across all platforms. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe for free, including on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, like on YouTube. Leave a comment on your thoughts on this interview with Antonio Daniels. We're going to continue to get out content. Next week, we'll start up uh, our player projection profiles again. We've already gotten through a lot of them uh, so far from our big board. We've done uh, Jabari Smith Jr. We've done Chet Holmgren. We've done Paul Carroll. We've done Shaden Sharp. We've done Jaden Ivey. We've done A.J. Griffin. Uh, we, we've done a lot of players so far, Jalen Duran as well. Uh, coming up next, we'll have Jeremy Sohan, then Keegan Murray, Benedict Matherin, guys like that. We've done Dyson Daniel as well. Uh, we'll have a lot out there coming up. So go check out our previous player profile and projections and get ready for next week to begin uh, some more waves of player profile and projection. We're going to be ripping through those as well. And, of course, we're always going to have Mav draft, Mavs draft back on the pod, Richard Stamen, who gave us some great insight on what he's hearing from the NBA draft right now, like a Terry Eason slippage down the board, uh, like other players rising up the board as well. So a lot coming your way. You're going to want to subscribe to Locked on Thunder where every single episode is free and we're five days a week and it's going to be a ton of fun leading up to the NBA draft. So let's talk about the Antonio Daniels interview. Appreciate AD's time. It was a blast talking to him about basketball and you can really appreciate his percep- you know, his perception and his take on things as a former player, but also as somebody who's really embraced being in the media. Sometimes as a former player, you know, you're just getting paid and you're just talking and you know, it's whatever, right? It's just a job, but you can tell guys like AD that keep up with the trends of the current NBA that want to be great at their job. He's great at his job. He's great at talking basketball, even about the modern era. And one door that opened was about the Thunder rebuild. It was about, you know, the current state of the team. And this is only year two. This is only draft number two. And I think that it feels like a long time because you think about it. Think about the ups and downs of the organization. You blow a 3-1 lead to Golden State. KD leaves. A state of uncertainty. Russell Westbrook somehow drags that team to the playoffs, wins MVP. And then the first of many Woj bombs incoming. You trade for Paul George. You trade for Carmelo. 
That team was at times awesome. The Andre Robertson injury, of course, hurt them. They lose in the first round. The next year, you get an MVP-level Paul George. MVP-level Paul George. He was in the first round. He goes to the Clippers with Kawhi. You trade Russell Westbrook. That was supposed to be the end of all ends. You get back what was perceived as the worst contract in the NBA. You have a 0.2, again, 0.2% chance to you know, do anything, be a playoff team at all. And yet, not only were you a playoff team, but before that March 11th night in 2020, you were pacing to have home court advantage in the NBA playoffs. And so it's seen ups and downs, but the 2021 draft and the 2022 draft are the only two drafts in which the Thunder are truly trying to find pieces of their core. Now in 2020, 2020, whenever they trade up for Poku, that was just taking a swing at, look, we could have Tyrese Maxey. We could have, you know, these guys who played in college and kind of solidify themselves a little bit. Uh, of, of course, Tyrese Maxey a lot better in, in the NBA than he was in college, but still, we could have had a more proven option. But let's just take the swing on this mystery player who could be a superstar, uh, but also could fail miserably. You took your big swing in 2020. 2021, you know, you have a top six pick. That's where Sam Presti is comfortable drafting. He's shown to be very good drafting there. And as Antonio said, you know, Russell Westbrook, ton of questions around him whenever you selected him. James Harden, ton of questions around him whenever you selected him. Now, Kevin Durant, easy. They took Odin. You took Durant. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, the kind of decision was almost made for you after pick number one. Same scenario you could find yourself in here, by the way, in the current day, 2022. But you look at who he's been able to draft when given and, and when equipped with a top pick. While he breaks norms a little bit, he still drafts really good players, and then they're able to develop them into the Hall of Famers and, and you know all-time greats that we're able to see today. So he nailed his first pick of this rebuild, because I don't count Poku as the first pick of this rebuild. Poku was a shot in the dark because they never would really ex- expected to pick um, as low as they did in 2020. That being said, your first pick of the rebuild, as of right now, check. Josh Giddy. Check. Love it. Passes the passes the test with flying colors. What are you going to do now in year number two? In year number two, I see comments all the time on YouTube, especially, but in mentions, DMs, whatever. Draft Chet and trade up to seven and get X player, whether you like AJ Griffin, whether you like Benedict Matherin, whether you like whoever, you know, Jalen Duran. And all of a sudden, this team's a playoff team right now, immediately, right now. As AD said, young teams don't typically win in the NBA. That's one strike against you. Very young team. And you're young top to bottom. Head coach is young. Team is young. That typically does not win. You're going to have to develop and grow these players. It takes more than one year. Now, it doesn't take a decade, but it takes more than one year to grow a core together and to learn how to play together. Just because Josh Giddy has talent, just because SGA has an absorbent amount of talent, just because Chet or Jabari or Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp or whoever you draft has talent, you got to learn how that talent fits together. And that's important here because the Thunder are still in talent acquisition mode. They're not necessarily in fit mode yet. But for this to work quickly, they'd have to not only have talent and be drafting the best players available, but those players have to fit together. 
So I think that the earliest you can expect this to pay off and the earliest that this can be over with would be 20 after the 2023 offseason because you get the new CBA, you have a clean cap sheet to make trades and wheel and deal and bring in big contracts. And you have a year under your belt of whoever you're drafting this year's draft class, two years for Giddy and SGA is hitting his prime. I think that 2023 would be the earliest that you're looking to truly compete. I think next year, will be a year of development. As we discussed with AD, it'll be a year where you're not worried about the win-loss column. You're worried about how this, this team fits together, gels together, and grows together. How they become professionals. Now, do I think next year they're going to start shutting down Pokashevsky to tank? That was a bit extreme, right? I, I don't believe that their tanking efforts will include shutting down Alexei Pokashevsky. But I also don't believe that they're going to go for the play-in or go for the playoffs next year. I think it'll be more heavily focused on young players and them growing. And young players typically don't win in this league. Now, could they be an outlier? Could they go on a run like the Cavs went this year where at times the Cavs were a top four seed in the East and then they eventually did make the play-in and they got bounced in the play-in? Sure, they could. But most likely, most likely next year is going to be a year of development. So then you're down to four years with Shea. And you're just now maybe taking your first step into the playoffs. And in all likelihood, your first venture into the playoffs will be like a five, six game first round series. And then you've learned how to play in the playoffs. You learn how to coach in the playoffs. Again, do not forget how young this coaching staff is. You, you learn how to coach in the playoffs. Then you're down to three years with Shea. Then you're hitting your stride of these are a three. It's, it's a three year championship mentality. I mean, even Luka Doncic. Now you can talk about Dallas's team building strategies around him, but even Luka Doncic. Bounced in the first round against the, against the Clippers in the bubble. Bounced in the first round against the Clippers uh, in, in last year's playoffs. Beats you know uh, the you know beats the the first round this year uh, against Utah. Beats Phoenix. Goes to the Western Conference Finals in year three. Luka Doncic. I love Shea. He's not Luka, but I, I love Shea. But he's not Luka. Now again, back to the point that we that we tabled. This team has a better chance to to accrue talent around their star than what Dallas did, right? Dallas has that one guy and then has some role players around him. Your ideal scenario here is to have multiple the guys that hopefully all add up and are an aggregate to Luca with the role players. We'll see, right? So again, even for the top, the top 1% players didn't make the playoffs his first year, then got there was excellent but couldn't go over the hump and win in the bubble. Was excellent last year, but couldn't win in the in, in the playoffs. And then this year, he took his massive run, his massive stride, his massive leap. Similar to what the Thunder did with their original core. Gave that Lakers team a run for their money where they're getting a standing ovation while they lose the series. Then the Mavs nick them, right? The Mavs nick them on the Mavs' way to uh, the title in 2011. Then the Thunder won a miraculous run to the conference finals, win the conference finals, and go to the NBA finals and lose to the, and lose to the Heat. So it, that's kind of the progression here. And that's why I stress the five-year window that you have under Shea's contract. Because Shea's not obligated to sign with the Thunder after these five years. So if your idea is to win with Shea and to win with him as your centerpiece, you got five years to do so. Because past that, it's up in the air if he re-signs. Right? He's done his nine years to where the money that you can offer him versus the money other teams can offer him 
isn't so dramatically different that it incentivizes someone to stay. Right? That's what the whole thing is with the nine years on your rookie scale contract. You're incentivized to stay with your team because the money is just so dramatically different than if you go to a different team after those first four years are up. So we'll see if Shea chooses to stay. I hope he does. I want Shea to stay here his entire career because I love watching Shea play basketball. If I had to rank my players that I just find enjoyment watching, again, not who I think is the best in the NBA, but I find enjoyment watching, it's Luka, then it's Shea. For my personal enjoyment, love Shea. But he's only obligated for five years in OKC. Past that, it's up to him. So that's the lay it all out there. That's the patience that you have to have, but that's also the pressure that you have whenever you're operating in a five-year telephone booth with SGA. Two Ps, right? Two Ps today. Pressure and patience. How can you blend pressure and patience? How can you blend wanting to grow together versus wanting to excel and cash in on a Shea window? I don't envy the position that Sam Price has been put in. But this draft class, whoever he picks in 2022, will go a long way in dictating that. The reason that you can rest easy right now is that his track record of top 10 picks is superb. It's unblemished. It's incredible. His his track record of top 10 picks. He could have two of them, depending on how he plays his cards in this year's draft. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's why you should be very excited for the future. But again, don't think this is all over. Don't think that one lucky lottery night ends the rebuild. You should be more excited about the rebuild and more excited about the team than you were yesterday or than you were last week or than you were last month. But remember, we're still going to get to watch this team grow. And the reason you want to hop on board now, the reason you want to watch this team every single game in 2022-23, the reason why you want to listen to the Lockdown Thunder podcast and subscribe for free across all platforms, not only to do me a huge favor, but because you want to be a part of this You want to be a part of this community. You want to say that you saw these guys when they were just babies and then they hit their prime and now they're taking league by storm. You want to say you grew with them because folks, your life is going to change between this date today, May 27th, between May 27th and whenever it is a thunder, get back to championship contention. Your life will look different. You might have a kid. You might have a college diploma. You might have a high school diploma. You might be married, divorced, new job, third job. Anything can happen. So your life will grow. Their lives will grow. Grow them together. See how they progress. See how you progress. Blend it together. It's sports, people. It's sports. It's fun. It's fun. It's lovey-dove fun. Grow them together. Watch this team strive. We'll be covering it every single day right here. Locked on Thunder Podcast. Subscribe for free across all platforms including on YouTube. Again, thank you, AD, for your time joining us today. It was a ton of fun. 
next week, we're going to have player profiling projections for Jeremy Sohan, for Usman Diang, for a ton of prospects, and we're also going to have our interview with Mavs Draft, our weekly guest here covering the NBA Draft. So subscribe for free. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And until Monday, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 